morning, everyone. It's a real joy and blessing for me to be with you again. Coming here brings back many happy memories, and uh, it's nice to see familiar faces and to see some new ones, too. And at this point, all of you are smiling, so that's positive. I'd like to read a few verses from 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 10. This passage summarizes these chapters which you've been reading this past week. Let me read 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And if if you have your Bibles, it's going to be helpful as we look at the the chapters in Numbers later on. Let's hear God's word. For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers, that our forefathers were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that he accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered over the desert. Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in pagan revelry. We should not commit sexual immorality as some of them did, and in one day 23,000 of them died. We should not test the Lord as some of them did and were killed by snakes. And do not grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the fulfillment of the ages has come. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. As I say, we're going to look now at these chapters that uh, I believe that you've been reading during this past week. And as an introduction, I want to read to you an assessment of a well-known celebrity. And I'm going to ask you, who do you think this is? My drive in life comes from the fear of being mediocre. That is always pushing me. I push past one spell of it and discover myself as a special human being, but then I still feel mediocre and uninteresting unless I do something else. Because even though I have become somebody, I still have to prove that I am somebody. My struggle has never ended, and I guess it never will. Anybody like to hazard a guess who that is? That's Madonna. And what is Madonna actually saying? She's saying, in effect, that even though she's achieved this and that and fame and celebrity, she's not satisfied. She's unhappy despite all that she has enjoyed. And in some way, that expresses the characteristic of our broken human race. God designed us to be in relationship with him. Sin came, and as a result, 
that relationship was broken and there is a God-shaped place in the heart of each and every one that we try to fill with this, with that, and with the other. But all underlying this is a discontentedness, an unhappiness, and a pain that is not satisfied, that is not addressed by whatever we do. And this is what we have seen in these chapters in Numbers. We see the people of God having been blessed by God, delivered from the domination of slavery in Egypt, coming now with God, with the presence of God, anticipating the promised land. And yet what do we find? Discontentedness, unhappiness, pain. This is not a picture of joy, but a picture of grumbling or murmuring. Now those two words, grumbling and murmuring, um, grumbling, murmuring is found in the older versions in English and grumbling in the newer ones. But both of them express the Hebrew because the murmuring is that quiet, continuous sound of complaint, a subdued expression of discontent or anger. Whereas grumbling means to complain in a surly or a bad-tempered way. And so, both of those elements are seen through the different chapters. And I want us to look through those different chapters and to identify them. And there are five elements that we see through these chapters. Five things that the people of Israel are unhappy with or grumbling about. And so, if you would turn in your Bibles to Numbers chapter 11, we read in verse 1, Now the people complained about their hardships in the hearing of the Lord, and when he heard them, his anger was aroused. It's not specified what those hardships were, but no doubt it was traveling about in the wilderness, an unknown future, fear of neighboring peoples. They were complaining. They didn't complain to Moses. They were complaining to each other. But note, in the hearing of the Lord. The Lord heard their grumbling, even though it was not widespread. The Lord Jesus, he didn't grumble about his hardships, but for the joy set before him, endured the cross. Second thing that we see here that they were grumbling about is their physical provision. If you look down at verse 4 of that chapter, the rabble with them began to crave other food, and again the Israelites started wailing and said, If only we had meat to eat. And so they were craving different types of food. The rabble, it starts with the rabble, a group of people, and then they infect the wider group. They weren't satisfied with what God had given. And what had God given to them? This miracle food, day after day, was a gift from heaven, and yet they were unhappy with it. And just uh, to remind us all here, recognizing that we too can be so influenced to complain and to grumble, it's a reminder here for us to recognize the goodness of God in the things that he has given to us. We can be so used to God's provision for us 
that we fail to recognize that he has given it to us. And so, as we forget, so we can give expression to unhappiness and complaint and grumbling against him. And when they were expressing dissatisfaction with the food, in effect, what they were saying is, Lord, we're unhappy with what you have done. We're unhappy with the lot that you have provided for us. That God wasn't caring, that he was being unkind by not giving them, uh, what is it, leeks, onions, and garlic. Uh, They were saying that God's provision was inadequate for them. And so instead of looking to the things that are unseen, they were looking to the things that are seen. The Lord Jesus, when he was in the desert, he didn't complain of the lack of physical provision for his needs. The third element of complaint and grumbling we see in chapter 12 Miriam and Aaron, verse 1, Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses because of his Cushite wife, for he had married a Cushite. Has the Lord spoken only through Moses, they asked? Hasn't he also spoken through us? And the Lord heard it. Sister and brother of Moses started to complain to each other about their brother. They had had key leadership roles Up until this point, but in the previous chapter, in the appointment of the elders, they don't figure. And so they were saying, why should Moses have this prominent place? Aren't we also in leadership? And so they were wanting more honor, more prestige. They were unhappy with the place that God had given to them. Note again, and the Lord heard this. They were saying it to each other. It wasn't a public thing, but the Lord heard it. As the Lord hears our grumbling, whether it's to our family or whether it's grumbling within our hearts, the Lord hears it. The Lord sees it. The Lord Jesus didn't complain of the leading of the Father for him to be the servant But the Lord Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. We pass on to chapters 13 and 14. The spies going into the promised land. What's the result of that investigation? Ten say, oh, it's a terrible place. Yes, there is milk and honey, but the giants are huge. It's impossible for us. To Caleb and Joshua, by God's grace, we can do it. Result of the people, moaning, groaning, grumbling, complaining. And that's why I read 1 1 Corinthians chapter 10. They grumbled because there was not that belief in the Lord. There was not that trust in the Lord. And as a result, they experienced the grave and they didn't experience the fullness of of God's promises for them. And that's the challenge for us all here. We may have received God's blessing. You may have been coming to church for a long time, and you hear of God's grace and of God's love and what he has done for us in Christ, but perhaps you haven't yet experienced that new birth whereby 
you know that new heart and that new relationship with the Lord Most High. This was what was happening to the people. There was not that trust. And as a result, they knew the grave. We see that the Lord Jesus, when he was facing the death on the cross, what did he do with that cup of suffering that he knew was before him? That challenge that was the challenge of challenges. He received that cup and he drank it to the full. Chapter 15, we see, chapter 16 rather, we see it right at the beginning. We see a rebellion, another rebellion against Moses and another who are saying, we also have a right to lead. And so there was pride that was pushing Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. And as a result, we see with a discontentedness with their lot, with their envy and their resentment that uh, Moses had more than them. What happened to them? They also experienced the sad judgment of God upon them. And before we get too condemnatory of the people of Israel, let's recognize that we too can have that tendency to complain, that tendency to murmur. And the same things that impacted them can also come to us. And so I wonder what you're facing, what your situation is this morning. Maybe it's personal circumstances or different challenges that are overwhelming. I think what God's saying to us from this passage this morning, these passages this morning is, however painful or however difficult your situation may be, trust our Heavenly Father who is wise in all His ordering of our circumstances. We're influenced by a world of complaining. We have the media sending to us complaining. And then once the complaints have come in, what do we have? We have complaints against the complaints. And how easy it is to be infected by that same attitude. Whereas as Iron reminded us this morning, the Christian has a living hope. Because we have a living Lord Jesus. And when we are faced with those temptations to complain, to murmur, to be unhappy with God and the way that he has ordered our circumstances, he has provided grace for us. Grace to do the impossible. Grace to trust when, naturally speaking, there is no ground for trusting. Grace that gives you strength to keep going, to keep loving to keep serving even when things are heavy upon your heart. What was the conclusion of 1 1 Corinthians 13? Let me read it to you. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. And so, 
facing these challenges, facing the temptation to pride, facing the difficulties of dealing with hardships or provision that God has made for you is not what you wanted. The challenge for you and for me is to walk with the Lord Jesus who responded to each of those challenges in a way that brought glory to his Father. And so, as we started with Madonna, let me finish with a testimony of uh, another who, whose testimony is very striking, uh, Joni. Listen to what she said. This is her testimony. With my quad, quadriplegic, she's a quadriplegic, that's right, and problems with pain, I cannot let go of hope. I have to hold fast. I have to persevere and endure. Jesus knows how hard life is, and that's why he said, hold on until I come. When times get tough, hold fast. When problem piles on top of another, hold fast. Oh, friend, blessed is the man who perseveres, endures under trial, or he will receive the crown of life. God gives grace to us. God enables us in this atmosphere of complaining with the multiplication of bad news. We have a living Savior who assures to us grace for each individual situation so that we may live that transformed life the praise and for the glory of his name. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we acknowledge before you that we are not the people that we would like to be, that we are not conformed to what your word says. We recognize that we fail And we recognize how easily we can complain and murmur and be unhappy with our situation. And as we confess that to you, Lord, we do pray that you who are faithful, will you help us with the particularities of our individual situations so that we might honor you, so that we might please you in every way and that we will bear the good fruit that brings you glory. We do pray for those of our, of our congregation right now who are going through particularly painful and difficult times. We pray again for the young people going through exam times. We pray that they would know your grace to help them to trust you, to walk with you, and to know your ongoing smile and favor being manifested in their lives. Hear us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.